Hi guys, welcome to season three of the Money Matters podcast. Uh, yes, we had a break last year due to burnout. I was working so hard, doing so much and not taking um, rest. And so I couldn't continue. I couldn't sustain, sustain it. But we are back now due to popular demand. I got a lot of people, you know, telling me how much the podcast had helped them and it was good value. And so, um, especially because of the current economic situation, this recession we're, we're in, um, now more than ever, we need to be discussing money matters. And so, please listen, subscribe, share, like. You don't know who you could be helping. This is season three of the Money Matters podcast. Hi guys. Um, yeah, so I'm still trying to deal with recession and the things that happen around recession. And, um, so the first, um, episode, uh, about recession, I spoke about what to do, you know, keeping an eye on your course, especially if you're in a difficult place and all of that. Um, and the second one we talked about for people who maybe are not really in a bad place but are concerned about their their current investment and have pulled out their investment and are looking at what to do with the money now that they they've they've closed out on their um investment maybe because they were losing money or whatever i don't know and and um but one of the things that comes with recession is debt so for example maybe you've lost your job and um of course the benefits you get most likely will not cover all your expenses and the even if you haven't lost your job the fact that the cost of everything is going up i mean it's crazy i went shopping the other day and when i had to pay for for my shopping something that my shopping that would normally be about 100 pounds i tell you i am not lying it was 200 almost 250 pounds i was i was taken aback i had i hardly ever look at my receipt i had to look at the receipt again and think what did i spend 250 pounds on it was unbelievable I can't, the last time I did that shopping was when I was like, you know, when I went to Costco and I was buying everything I needed for like a quarter. This was supposed to be like a monthly shopping. I was, I was taking that back. I'm like, what? What did I spend money on? And I, I tell you, I didn't buy anything unusual, but the prices had gone up so much, so much. It was unbelievable. It was like, in fact, I, I started being concerned straight away before I wasn't so concerned about recession. I thought, okay, yeah, it's okay. But I'm thinking if I'm spending 250 pounds on food in a month, and this is just the beginning by the end of the month, end of the year, how much would I be spending on food? And I, I tell you, I'm shopping for only two people. It, it was crazy, you know? And so there are going to be people like that, like, you know, they're going to go shopping and it's just going to dawn on them that actually, oh, I'm not going to be able to p- 
pay my mortgage. I'm not going to be able to pay for the car. I'm not going to be able to pay that personal loan. You know, um, is that I pay for that or I'm not able to put food on the table? What do I do? So I'm going to deal with if you're faced with debt, you, there's so many different options that you have available to you. There's so many different options. So the first thing is um, the kind of debt. If it's a secured debt, so it's secured um, against your house or it's secured against an asset, so maybe higher purchase for the car. Um, let's deal with the car one first. So if, if the debt is secured against the car, there are a few things you can do. And if it's a new debt, so maybe it's, it's a three-year um, agreement and you've only had it for a few months, six months or eight months, you can take the vehicle back you know and say to the provider as long as you're within your agreement so like some higher purchase agreements would have mileage limitation and of course the car is still in very good condition you can actually take the car back and tell them you know what i can't afford to keep the car anymore and hopefully um there might not be pen and that many there might not be any penalties they might just take the vehicle off you but for some there might be some penalties and you can agree you know to pay the penalties over time but even then you can still negotiate you know if you meet a good manager you can negotiate with them and say look actually the reason why i'm returning the car is i really can't afford this that's why i'm returning it and as long as they're able to um sell the vehicle for the um for more than what you owe them it should be fine they can tell relatively quickly if they can so if you've not used as much mileage as you were contracted to have used so maybe you yours was like ten thousand miles a year six months you're you're still in about three thousand miles there's no scratch no dent nothing the inside of the car is clean immaculate the outside is really clean you know they know that okay yeah they can flip the car and most likely get more because they've already made money on your agreement you know the agreement um of that they've made money on the financing of it as well they get paid commission for financing the for financing the vehicle so they've made that money and so the car is worth more um than it should be you know if you had used the five thousand miles and all of that they can take it off and no penalty but some would say okay you need to pay whatever so it might be because of the dents or the scratches especially if you don't take the car back to them in really good condition um they can charge you for all of those so if you're going to do that make sure that the all the if there's anything on the car any mark on the car make sure that you you know hopefully it's not a major thing maybe it's a tiny mark something that t coats can t cuts can you know kind of like clean and make nice so cleaning inside and out like proper valenting the car don't take a dirty car to them you know cleaning inside and out check the tires check the wheels you know all those cuffs everything clean everything take it to them then you can get away with just handing over the car to them however if it's if you've paid more than i think it's half of the price of the car you might not be able to return the car to them so what could be a good thing would be for you to see if you can 
sell the car you know put it on also trader gum tree whatever sell the car for more than what you owe you know and the easiest way to find out what you know call the higher purchase company you know and find out oh, if i want to redeem my loan today how much is it they'll tell you and then they'll tell you what the daily rate is okay and so um that's how much you for every day you know how much more you have to add until the next monthly payment so you can attempt to tell, sell the car on auto trader and then pay off the finance of it um of course you need to let the person buying that there's finance on it and you're going to be paying off the finance from the car so they don't think that you're trying to sell them a car that you don't legally own okay so rather than taking it back to the finance company because of then the finance company might say okay you know what we were not uh, rather the car dealer might say you know what we can't actually um we cannot actually um sell this car for more than it's worth and so there might be huge penalties for that you know so that could be an option alternatively you can still take it back to them anyway you know and again who knows um the, you might still have something to pay there might be some penalties for you to pay it's up to that but the better option is to try and see if you can sell it for more than what it's for more than or around about the price that is worth or maybe just a bit under and then you top up the difference you know and then pay off the loan on the car okay but you have to pay it off if not it's stealing it's a crime it's a criminal offense if you sell the car you keep the money and you don't pay off the debt okay and so that's what you can you can do um you can actually go back to the finance company so if you do need the car you can go back to the finance company and say i'm struggling to pay and usually i mean this i find very annoying yeah they will say to you you need to be in arrears before we can listen to you ideally if you go to them and say you're struggling they should listen to you before you get into arrears but a lot of them will say you need to be in arrears so maybe what you want you might want to do <coughs> is go to them of course you have to go with your budget to show that you really can't afford to pay for the car and then so you deliberately miss one month's payment go to them and say look i can't afford it and you can do one of two things you can get them to stop the interest but usually with a higher purchase the interest has already been added on it's already been added on and you're supposed to pay that over the term of the higher purchase so um if you return the car they might you know that difference so they'll give you a a, a, a valuation of what they think the car is the difference between the value of the car and what you owe them they might spread it off and you know remove the interest on it and then get you to pay that over a period of time but if you need to keep the car so maybe you have a three-year agreement and you've already done 15 months you can go back to them and say look i can't afford to pay this over 15 months the next 15 months can i spread it over three years so it gets extended for another 15 months and as long as your budget shows that you can afford the new payment there really is no reason why they shouldn't do that you know an alternative also would be maybe to refinance so say for example maybe your bank can give you a personal loan with the, where the interest is cheaper than the amount you're paying on the car finance then maybe you might want to do that you might want to go to your bank 
take the personal loan because the interest rate is cheaper and you can spread it over a longer period pay off the car and then continue to pay off the loan okay so that's one way of dealing with um, a secured loan the, with regards to the mortgage um the because of the pandemic the government gave room for lenders to give you payment holidays um and interest only payments okay and you can still go back to them and say the same thing again like i said a lot of them would want you to have missed a payment first okay and so you can do that as well you can choose not to pay the that month's mortgage come to agreement with them and then once you've agreed you pay off that initial um mortgage amount that you withheld you pay it off just to bring your balance down and then you can refinance so they can either put you on an interest only mortgage or they can extend the term of your mortgage so that your monthly payment is reduced okay or they can give you a payment holiday now you have to understand that when they give you a payment holiday that doesn't mean that your payment stops all it means is that instead of you making payment the payment that you should make gets added to the loan so the loan amount will increase and you're going to pay interest on top of that so yes a payment holiday might give you respite it doesn't deal with the problem but in getting ahead of the problem you're securing your home or you're securing your vehicle if you need to keep it so that's what you can do with a secured loan and you have to understand your home is at risk if you do not maintain your mortgage payment so you you cannot wait until the bank starts sending you letters don't wait until the bank sends you letters before you start getting ahead of it now the, in my experience if you give your bank any hint that you're going through financial difficulty it's like they they treat you as if you've got an infectious disease like you have covid you know Ah, all of a sudden they're very careful about what they because the government has regulated this um there are some things they can or cannot do and straight away you find out that the tone that they speak to you with is different what they say to you is different they're very strict with you because one they want to be sure they get their money they don't want you messing them about but then it's because the government has made them they can't harass you but they know they need to be firm with you because if they're not they will not get their money and so you need to ha have the mindset where you're not intimidated a lot of times debt collectors get their money because they intimidate you they put fear in you and when you get afraid um you begin to make promises that you might not be able to keep which is not good for you so you need to get your place your head into a place where you are not intimidated you need to write down what you want to achieve and whatever they offer you if it is not what you want do not agree to it and that is why a lot of times um, when people are struggling they look for advice so we have cap um cap have a program where they help you if you're in debt they speak to your creditors on your behalf so that you don't have to deal with that emotional stress you know of you know of um, of, of you know being intimidated to make promises that you cannot keep you know or even making you feel less than capable you know um tearing at your self-dignity your self-worth 
just so they can have an advantage over you you know so you might want to do that as well you might want to get in touch with a cap um, money coach um, so that they can put you on the cap plus program so that they can help you with your debt or I'm not sure if citizen advice do offer that service as robustly as they used to and with the lockdown i don't know but again it's worth exploring and then you can go online and see um if you can now these are different from debt management companies debt management companies i'll say be careful at the moment that is your last resort okay initially what you want to do is you want to come to an arrangement with your creditors okay so we've dealt with that then there are some other priority debts so there are some debts that if you do not pay you can end up in prison things like your tv license things like your council tax you know um anything to do with the government really if you do not pay the the their threat to you is prison not many people have ended up in prison but they do have that right so again you need to get ahead of the problem and deal with it so with the tv license so a lot of people will say, well, I'm not paying TV license because I don't have a TV in, in my house. Um, but the rule isn't necessarily a TV. It's whether you have access to life. Um, I, I think life feeds. I forgot. It's li- so like if you're watching BBC live, so if it's happening live and you can watch it, then whether on your computer or on your phone, then you need to be paying the tv license okay and so people have argued in the past and said look i don't do live i don't watch tv and so therefore i don't want to pay tv license so if you're that disciplined if you don't watch tv that much and you don't really do live stuff whether on your computer or on your phone you can cancel your tv license and make the argument but when the tv um license officer comes around apparently they have a, a, a device that they use to test whether someone is watching something live in the area and if the signal points to your house and you have not paid TV license, then it becomes an offense. So if you, if you know you're strict and you're not going to do it, then you can cancel your TV license and not have to pay. But if you know you're going to be watching live anything, then you might as well pay your TV. Unfortunately, there's nothing you can do about the amount. You have to pay. I think it's about. I think it's gone up to about fourteen pounds a, m- a month now. You, there's nothing you can do about that. You have to pay that council tax. There's nothing you can do about it. If you're if you're a low income earner, you can get help with paying your council tax. Um, if you're a single person living alone, you get help. You know, um, discount. So you might want to look into that. If you're a student living alone, you also get. Um, reduced rate so you might want to consider all of that but other than that you don't really have a choice you have to pay your council tax okay so for other debts we have the electricity you know electricity and gas which is life and real now um we've got some personal loans and utility companies and all of that so for for um electricity your provider can disconnect you if you do not have young children or vulnerable people in your house they can if you don't pay they can actually come and disconnect you um and so again the way to get ahead of that is to call them and say look i can't afford it they can change your meter to a card i think it's card it used to be key on like a form and then what you do is every week or every month you top up the key and then um you use it 
so it's like you're on a budget and then what they do is they take so if you top up 10 pounds they might take two pounds out of that to go towards your outstanding debt but you're paying for electricity that you use the problem though is that it's a bit more expensive but what it does is it helps you manage um it helps you manage the, your electricity or gas consumption so it brings it under check with a personal loan um, again same thing you need to contact them let them know that you can't afford to pay the loan um you don't have the money you need a budget to demonstrate that so it's not just enough for you to say oh i can't afford it you actually need to produce a budget and sometimes they will ask for your bank statement to back up that to show that you really can't afford it um so um yeah you contact them and you can get them to stop the interest so what they what again if you are if you're not defaulted on the loan if you haven't missed a month's payment a lot of them don't want to talk to you okay so in order to trigger it what you can do like i say miss one payment give them a call make the arrangement and once the arrangement has been made on your so that it doesn't show your credit file you make that payment show it shows as a late payment so the one that goes across your record straight away becomes a zero because you've paid it and then whatever new arrangements you have with them as long as you keep to that arrangement still remains a zero okay so you call them again with your um budget demonstrate that you really can't afford the loan and get them to um stop charging you interest so basically all you're now going to be paying back is the loan amount that is outstanding at that time and any accumulated interest and sometimes if you get a good person you can actually negotiate with them to take off the interest so what you're paying back is a capital now what would happen is that sometimes they might sell that debt onto a debt collector and i'll, t- I'll talk to you through what to do um if your debt is sold onto a debt collector okay so some of them because the loan is no longer viable as in they're not making money off it they will sell it off to a debt collector you know and then we'll talk about that but some of them will still allow you so they might say okay you know this arrangement we're we're making with you would last for six months or a year after a year we'll come back and review it to see if you can pay more so you can agree for them to to stop the interest payment yeah and then um yeah so that what you're paying is the capital some of them would agree some wouldn't you know some would rather want to offer you maybe a payment holiday for a period of time and then after that you go back but like i said payment holiday doesn't mean that just because you're not making payment that the payment that is due is ignored it gets added to the loan so the amount actually increases and you end up paying more in interest on top of that as well so you need to be careful about that but yes you can get them to stop the the interest payment and all the other charges so a lot of this agreement if you default there's a charge if you miss payment there's a charge if they write your letter there's a charge and all of that so you can get them to agree to not to add more charges because they're going to be making your situation worse and one thing you need to do is whether you're speaking to them on the phone sending them an email or writing them you need to keep a record you need to start a folder where you keep a record of all of these things because if anything goes wrong and you end up in court if you can demonstrate to the judge that you've done your best to make sure that you didn't end up in that situation the judge can 
actually write off the debt if the judge thinks they've been difficult and a lot of them are so if the judge thinks they've been difficult and the judge believes that you've paid more than they they're going after you for you know the judge can actually tell them that okay you know what enough and write off the debt and just cancel it or all the things that you've requested for the judge can insist that they put all of that in place so you need to make a record name of name of a person you spoke to the date and time you spoke to them if you sent an email you need to print off a copy of the email just in case your computer crashes or whatever and have a record so you need to keep a file of everything you know everything that you discuss even what they said record everything just in case and some of it might not even go to court it might be an ombudsman so if it's like a utility bill for example it might go to the ombudsman and all this information helps it would help the ombudsman to see that actually you didn't want to be in this situation they were the ones that put you in the situation okay so you keep a record of all of that very very important okay um with all of that so what happens if it's like a payday loan you know um or um um like all these catalog loans and sim- again it's a similar kind of um process with the payday loans um with the payday loans you need to be um careful i mean the i think a lot of them have kind of like gone bust especially with um with the covid thing there are not too many of them around and i think um the government kind of like looked into their dealings and um the ombudsman ordered them to pay back because the rates were i tell you they were just crazy and sometimes just by missing it by not even a day like an hour so like, maybe you know they would just put crazy penalties so a lot of them have gone bust um and um so you need to look at <clears throat> them and see whether the the loan that you have has to do with any of those now if they've t- if they've taken i mean these people are crazy um some of them they will sell on the debt to to a credit collector okay and the credit collectors they just do crazy things and some of the credit collectors would write to you and offer you like a 20%, 30%, 50%, sometimes 70% discount. You're on the loan, one-off payment, make us a one-off payment, okay? And all of that. So you need to be careful. And then when you're negotiating with those people, make sure, like I said, if you can, if all you can afford to pay is a pound a, a week or a pound a month, that's the offer that you make don't if they say oh sorry if it's less than 100 pounds we can't take it's okay yeah i'll send you no don't do that tell them this is what this is all i can afford to pay for now and that's all i'm going to pay and you agree there's some templated letters on the internet that you can go and look up you know and just send the template letter write a check i know checks are not um they're not um what's it called they're not um, fashionable anymore but if you have a checkbook you know you can still go to your bank and ask for a checkbook they would give you one send them a check okay for that month if they cash that check then by law they've agreed to your terms and because the people who bank the checks are usually different from the decision makers 90 percent of the time they have you know 
they're legally bound to agree to your agreement of course they will still push you um but you need to say to them look according to the consumer credit act i sent you an agreement and i sent you a check and i said if you bank this check i take that to mean you've agreed and you've banked the check and so therefore you've agreed to it you know and they, again like they push you and they're they're, they're trained to collect their money so they would use language they'll make you feel bad you know they 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 help make you feel you know incompetent and useless and all of that so you need to be in a good place where you don't let them get to you emotionally or psychologically you know and do what you need to do so you send them a check for that and hopefully um they would agree to it now i would say that the moment the moment your financial situation gets better you know rather than acquiring more debt or spending more money on clothes and stuff that you don't really need tackle this debt one after the other and pay them off okay tackle them and pay them off okay so in summary what i've said is if your situation is such that you can afford something but not a lot um you and you have good credit you might want to consider getting a cheaper loan um so maybe a personal loan might be cheaper than the loan of your agreement and you so you might want to consider getting one of those pay, pay off the, your debt and then spread your payment over a longer period to an, an amount that you can afford but if that is not the case or maybe the the interest you're paying on this agreement is more than you can or rather less than you can get as a personal loan so going down the personal loan or consolidating the debt um, route is not really an option then you you know reach out to each of the individual creditors irrespective of what they are come to an agreement with them you need to do this with a budget in hand um, to demonstrate that you can no longer afford to make those payments because of obvious reasons increased cost of living you know paying for your rent putting food on your table keeping your children warm you know so you need to be able to demonstrate that and if indeed you can't demonstrate that then you need to also let them know all the other debts that you're dealing with so say like by the time you've done the budget you only have what 50 pounds um left at the end of the month and yet to service all these debts is like 500 pounds if you each of the um creditor you approach might insist that they want the 50 pounds and you need to say to them actually this 50 pounds is going to be spread between three um companies and yours is this percentage of the entire debt and that is why i'm sending you five pounds a month or ten pounds whatever amount it is so it looks fair that you're sending them in accordance to the debt that you owe them then they, they will be fine so that's information that you need to provide and even though you are not legally bound to provide that information but it helps your case because what they can see is that you're in a situation you're trying to deal with the situation and even though it's not in their company's policy you know to accept your arrangement but they know that if it goes to court 
and it seen that they did not help you the court can even write off that debt completely and say actually you borrowed ten thousand pounds and over the course of whatever number of years you've paid more than ten thousand pounds they've had more than enough debt paid they end up getting nothing they're bound to work with you you know if of course they haven't sold the debt to uh, a debt um, collector already and so hopefully that should help you if you're in a diff- difficult situation and you find out that the cost of living is increasing so much that you just can't afford to maintain the debt that you have um yeah so uh yeah that is what you should do okay um again because of time <laughs> this is all i can say for now um and i hope it's been helpful my name is Missy Owete. This is the Money Matters podcast. <laughs>